What is up? This is your man, FF Bourbon Dude, with the Sports Gambling Podcast Dynasty Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we are presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has gives you what you need to win. So sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We are also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge for a chance to win $250 cash and a $250 gift card. Up for grabs exclusively on our SGPN app. All right, we got a special guest. We have Dynasty Dorks Jr. This is Jakey. Jakey, say hi to everybody. All right, Jakey, who's going to win tonight? The Seattle Seahawks or the San Francisco 49ers? Giants. All right, all right, I like that answer. <laughs> should the people out there, should they start Kenneth Walker tonight? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, you heard it first. Say bye to everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the show, SGPN Fantasy Football. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. And, of course, give us your fantasy football questions. Uh, we've got a big game tonight. The fantasy football playoffs are here. Let's uh, let's get out the ring. Let's talk about some bling, and let's talk about how to win some championships. If you guys got any Kenneth Walker questions or any questions for fantasy football, we're here for that. We're also going to talk about some dynasty running back risers and fallers. I took a look at the ADP back in September, looked at the ECR now, and we talked about who was the biggest risers, who was the biggest fallers, and how can that help you now? That can help you with moves. That can help you with your startups that are right around the corner. You're going to be making trades. You're going to be making moves. You want to know who's gained the most value as well as who's lost the most value. And I know that some of these things are pretty obvious, but we want to put a numerical value on there. How many spots have they lost? And we're also going to – Brad's got an article that just came out. He's going to talk about it as well. What's that about, Brad? Yeah, so look, it's fantasy football playoffs, just like Dave talked about. Now it actually matters who you start and sit. Those losses that you got in season, you can recover from. You can't recover from a start or a sit mistake in week 15 or week 16. So we've got articles coming out every week on maybe some surprise players that – you normally wouldn't sit, but hey, look, the matchup is just not there or the weather's just not there. You need to pivot and find somebody else. So we're each going to talk about one player that we would surprise, you know, typically start throughout the season. But this week, we're definitely benching. All right. Well, do you want to start us off with that, sir? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I'm going with the quarterback, right? Dave and I, we always talk about super flex, but this quarterback is even in play in single quarterback leagues because he's been, he's looked pretty good for half of the games and not so great in the other half of games. And that is Tua, the man, the myth, the legend, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. And look, it's a tale of kind of two, two stories here. 
You've got Tua against top half defenses looking like complete trash and giving you low-end QB2 numbers. He was the quarterback 23 in week one against the New England Patriots. He was QB25 against the Buffalo Bills, who are his opponents again this week. He was QB18 against Houston, who's got a stout pass defense. QB17 against San Francisco. And last week against the L.A. Chargers, he was QB 17. And L.A.'s not even a a great pass defense right now. He looked really bad. He looked off his game. I think it was an off week. But look, here's the fact of the matter. It is a lake effect advisory until 1 o'clock on Sunday. Right? There's going to be snow. There's going to be wind. It's going to be cold. And he's playing the Buffalo Bills with Tredavious White back, who wasn't playing in week three or week four. I can't remember which one it was when they played the first time and he was the QB 25. So do we really expect him to be a guy worth starting? I'm benching him for literally guys like, hey, I might play Brock Purdy tonight over him. I definitely play Geno over him, even against that San Francisco 49ers defense. And I played Jared Goff against the Jets, who have a really good pass defense. Those are three guys I'd be looking to try to pivot to, especially if you're in single quarterback leagues. You might have the luxury of seeing those guys on uh, the waiver wire and being able to plug them in. So I'm I'm fading two, if at all possible, right now. Yeah, I got, I got two at 12, and uh, it could drop down even lower based on the weather. Um, I don't know if you saw Mike McDaniel. He was at the uh, – we don't bench Nick Chubb around here, sir. Um, no way. I need, I need to know what your options are, but Nick Chubb, we're not benching. In my rankings, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is? I believe I have him at six or seven this week. I have him at six in PPR rankings. Yep. And then as far as the, you know, as far as the Tua, I, I want to talk about Michael F. Florio talked about this today. So teams have adjusted their offense, more split safeties, uh, coverage after running a lot of too high early on. The league is making adjustments. Uh, Mike McDaniel will adjust back. But, you know, the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, they're getting Tredavious White back on top of on top of the fact that they have um, two has not played in a lot of cold weather games. He's played in two sub 45 degree weather games, even going back to, you know, all of his games, one touchdown, four interceptions. It's expected to be below 30 Saturday night in Buffalo. Hey, hey, look, Tua did put out a tweet saying, hey, look, I played in snow in my first game, you know, in my freshman year at Alabama. Okay, so you played in one snow game five years ago. That's what you're going to land on, right? Like, come on, man. Like, you got to come up with something better than that. Yeah, Nick Chubb over James Conner in my rankings by about seven spots. Yeah, 100%. Um, if it's, uh, you know, the if it's less than – full point PPR, then, you know, that even helps Chubb even more. Um, if it's full point PPR, I still have Chubb over Connor. Um, my guy is is someone that you you probably just need someone to tell you to bench because you know in your head you should be benching him anyways. And it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans, he's he's been pretty rough this year. Uh, So he started the season off 18.1 points, wide receiver 16. Then he was wide receiver 53. Then he was wide receiver 2. We're back on track. Wide receiver 31, wide receiver 45. Ugh. Then you have wide receiver 10, wide receiver 13. All right, we're back on track. 
wrong. Wide receiver 33, wide receiver 39. We had a bye, so he didn't have a wide receiver four finish that week. But then he was wide receiver 75, wide receiver 43, wide receiver 50. And he's played 80% or more of snaps since week four, every game except for one. So this is not an injury issue, snap count issue. Is it a target issue? Nope. He's had nine targets last week. He had four targets the week before, nine targets the week before, six targets, and then 11, 11, and 15. So he's had two games with under nine targets. And in the last three weeks, 11 points, or no, he had uh, eight points, nine points, five points. And Cincinnati's not a great matchup. So you're just hoping for a touchdown with Mike Evans at this point. And, I mean, regression at some point is going to come, but he has three touchdowns, and he has not scored a – he's only scored in two games. One touchdown week one, two touchdowns week four. Then he's had no touchdowns in the last eight weeks. Actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. So Mike Evans – Sit on the bench. You fight. Yeah. I've never been a Mike Evans guy. I've always kind of faded him. Probably not correctly in the past, but hey, you wait long enough, it finally comes to fruition. Yeah. I traded him. I uh, traded him in, in, in a league yesterday. I'm super happy about it. It's a contract league. He's got a pretty expensive contract. I took Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen will be a restricted free agent for me next year, but I won't have Mike Evans on my team at 35K. He was like, man, I got Mike Evans next year. I'm like, good for you, buddy. 35K <laughs> is way too expensive for me. Yeah. Let's uh, let's check in with the sponsors, and then let's finish up talking about that article. Make sure you check out all of Brad's work at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And let's check in with Win. All right. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play with their exclusive rewards being right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay. That's my that's my mojo. That's what I love doing. WinBet is your home with their WinBet build your own bet, letting you customize your bet the way that you want. They also run great promos. They have odds and payouts that are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive our special offer of bet $100 and win $100. There are so many things to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know I love Underdog Fantasy. And we're back with Underdog Fantasy. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% match for your deposit. It's when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. You get a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format. I won some money last week. As well as you can get an early start on their playoff best ball. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the merch store. In honor of reaching our 100th episode on the NFL Gambling Podcast, 
We are giving one lucky winner a $100 gift card at the merch store. All you have to do is give a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Deadline to submit is December 20th. Winner will be winner will be announced next week. Make sure you guys go and do that. Our pod, any pod, we got a lot of them. Go check it out, SGPN. All right, Brett, let's talk about this article. And um, who who else? Like, who else are we talking? Look, yeah, I go to the, you got to check out the web. I don't want to give all my secrets away, right? I don't want to tell you everybody, but we did pretty well last week with some of the players. The one that we really missed on was Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was that guy. I thought going up against Cater uh, Coho, I think is how you say his name for Miami. He's been an absolutely excellent slot corner in his rookie season with Miami. And I just thought he was going to struggle a little bit against him. And that didn't come to fruition. But hey, you, you, you throw that strike they throw you that nice little strike ball and you miss the first time. What do you do? You swing at it again. And I put Keenan Allen in it again this week. I just think again, he's kind of due for a little bit of regression. I don't think you can bench Keenan Allen this week, but the matchup is not good for him in the Los Angeles chargers again, against a really, really good slot corner, actually a safety that comes up and plays corner for them. So I think it's a situation where you may need to monitor that a little bit and maybe lower your expectations with Keenan Allen this week. Again, not a bench. I didn't tell you to bench him last week. If you wrote the, if you read the article, I told you to lower your expectations. Uh, so I'm going to go with a very similar take here. I think he's going to be less than 15 points this week, which is not really something you're looking for out of Keenan Allen. For others, a couple RBs. Uh, we talked to already and another wide receiver. Make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out the article. All right, and Mike, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to do it soon. Not yet. 18th birthday, yeah. maybe SGPN will send you a gift. Um, so I put some polls out on Twitter, and I wanted to run through them on here just because people are listening, or are, are, some of them are doing start sits tonight. And so Ken Walker versus ETN, 47% say Ken Walker, 53 ETN. Alvin Kamara, 58% over 42 for Ken Walker. Ken Walker over DeAndre Swift, 59% to 41 Ken Walker over Zonovan Knight, 58 to 42. Ken Walker over David Montgomery, 80 to 20. Uh, Ken Walker, uh, actually Joe Mixon over Ken Walker, 65-35. Isaiah Pacheco, 61% over Ken Walker, 61-39. James Conner, 56 over 44. Uh, So James Conner over Ken Walker. Ken Walker, 75. Deonta Foreman, 25. Ken Walker, J.K. Dobbins, 50-50. Ken Walker, 86. Damian Pierce, 14. Ken Walker, 48. Najee Harris, 52. That one's close. Ezekiel Elliott, 67. Ken Walker, 33. Ken Walker, 75. Over Raheem Mostert at 25. I didn't add everybody on there, but just added a few. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I got, I'm playing Ken Walker in some situations because I have to. Um, and I have multiple flex. And I, most of the time he's in my flex. He's not one of my primary running backs. Yep. But... San Francisco is a really tough defense and it's, you know, it's not something you're going to want to just, just throw out there. Um, I ran a separate poll. Start one, Zonovan Knight, Rashad White, Ken Walker, ETN. Pick one, Brad. Uh, what was the first one? Zonovan Knight, Rashad White, Ken Walker, ETN. I'm going to do Rashad White. And Rashad White, 21% is the second highest. Ken Walker is the lowest. And then um, you have, White and ETN at 21, Zonovan Knight 39%. Do on some extra, 
just some extra pulls out there. Um, hey, just just for for those of you looking at Zonovan Knight, thinking that's a smash play against the Detroit Lions, I, I messaged you about this today, uh, Dave. Look, Detroit in their last four games combined has only allowed 196 rushing yards, and that's against some legitimate contenders like Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Dalvin Cook, and the Buffalo Bills. Detroit's rush defense is good. They are good. So just beware the Zonovan Knight, I think, trap play this week. Yeah, and with Zonovan Knight in your standard leagues, it's going to be a lot worse. Detroit's been very good against the rush. They are susceptible against the pass, and if the Jets throw the ball as much as they have in the past, Zonovan Knight still should be someone you can flex. He is getting a ton of work in the passing game. Mike White peppers the running backs, and he is bumped and bruised up. And if they were to decide, okay, it's going to be Joe Flacco, you're going to be fine. If Zach Wilson gets in there, bench Zonovan Knight because the he's passing game quarterback. Works. They already said he's above Flacco right now. Yeah, so it, it, that's that's the ner- that's what I'm nervous about. Yep. And then just a couple other questions to throw people out for people. Half PPR: Christian Kirk over Godwin, over Walker, over Fournette, and then Evan Ingram over Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll is interesting because he's you know he's someone that's a converted quarterback, plays tight end. And then, um, you know, this is a quarterback one. You got Purdy, Tannehill, Brady, and Huntley. Tannehill is the top dog against the Chargers. Then you have Purdy against Seattle. Then you have Brady. And then uh, if you don't check it check it out, uh, I am currently uh, going viral on Twitter because I said that John Harbaugh is the dad of Brock Purdy. And uh, check it out. If you agree or disagree, let me know. I also have a, a TikTok that's got quite a few views that um, – What's that Dahmer series? Yeah. Have you ever heard Nick Bosa speak? It's identical. <laughs> it's identical. And people are just like, why'd you do this to me? Oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm he didn't sound like Dahmer. He sounds like the character that the guy, the actor, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, Evans is playing, and uh it's crazy. So uh let's get into my article. So what I did here, what I did was I took the average draft position in your dynasty startups in September. And I compared it with the ECR that we currently have. And so here's the, the biggest riser is Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson has went from RB34 to RB11, 23 spots. And that New England Patriots helmet I know is keeping him outside that top 10, but he's knocking on the door. His ability in the passing game is, is huge. But on top of that, he's a good runner. We saw it last year. and He's accomplished something that no one's ever accomplished before. He got himself out of the Bill Belichick doghouse. Jonas Gray is still in there. I don't know what happened to Jonas Gray because he's, he's obviously locked in that doghouse. Three touchdowns and then adios. Nothing. Uh, Rashad White, uh, RB38. You could get him in the middle of your second round in your Superflex rookie drafts last year. And now he's RB22 up 16 spots, and he's gained almost all of them in the last month of football. Rashad White looks great. Leonard Fournette does not. And his ability in the passing game has really, really shown he's not as good of a runner as some of these other backs. He's not a good as good of a runner as Damian Pierce. Nope. He's a better pass catcher, and he's better for fantasy football because those targets are worth two and a half times what a carry is, and he's on a better offense. And then you have Ken Walker. He's went from RB18 all the way up to RB3. 
And so if you're not the biggest Ken Walker fan, maybe you trade him. But I'm telling you right now, his value has went through the roof and up 15 spots up to number three. That's the most impressive of the group, in my opinion, because you're cracking that number three spot, which means your value is huge. Yep. Isaiah Pacheco went from RB50, and then you have RB35. Do you think he's going to play? He's questionable. Is that a Ken Walker question? Because he's supposed to play. He's active. Yep, he's active and going to get the bulk of the carries. They said. Isaiah Pacheco up 15 spots. He's someone that I've traded um, just because I have wanted to get out. I think that they could move on. A lot of these guys are going to get moved on from. It's a great free agency class. It's a great rookie class. And you could see some things change. So these guys that have jumped up, you got to pick and choose. I mean, obviously things happen. We didn't see James Robinson getting replaced with a first round running back, but uh, Stevenson, I don't think uh, Stevenson plays. Yeah. I think he's out. I think he's out this week. Uh, I, I think Pierre strong is a sneaky play. Uh, I like Kevin Harris a little bit, but talking about PPR, I'm taking strong over, over him. And I'm taking strong over uh, Harris in regards to the PPR. Harris is a good running back, but Harris is touchdown dependent. We saw him go poof gone with Stevenson and strong would take that Stevenson role. Um, but yeah, Pacheco, I think you could trade him and get something for him right now. And I think poof, his value is gone somewhere this offseason. Yep. I don't have any more shares. I've already traded them all. I have uh, one left, but it's in a league. I just it's in the league you I just took over in that uh two-year re- redo or whatever you want to call it, whatever that league is called. Talk talk about impressive. And we talked about my my original comeback player of the year candidate. He slowed down a little bit, but Saquon Barkley has gone from RB14. He's up to RB2 in the ECR. That's just monster value. And uh, and I'll give one more, and then we'll go to your question, Caden. Appreciate you checking us out. Tony Pollard, he's gone from RB30 to RB19. He's up 11 spots. His free agency has people excited. And we obviously can tell he's the better running back when you comparison to Ezekiel Elliott. If they both are on the Cowboys next year, he still will have pretty good value. But if he were to go and get his own gig somewhere with the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, or something like that, he would – the sky <laughs> is the limit. He's yeah. lost a lot of his prime years to the Cowboys. He will be a 26-year-old free agent at the time of free agency. But he's, he's you know he's a baller. Uh, so start two, half PPR, Ayuk, Watson, I'm assuming Christian, and then Christian Kirk, and then Michael Pittman. Brad? Um, I'm going to go Christian Kirk is probably my top one here. And I think I'm going to go Christian Watson after that. Brandon Ayuk's cooled off since Brock Purdy's come in, especially with him coming in a little hurt. Seattle's secondary is actually pretty good against the wide receiver position. So I'm fading Brandon Ayuk a little bit this week. And I just can't trust anything the Indianapolis Colts are doing right now. It's so hit or miss. One week it's Alec Pierce. Another week it's Paris Campbell. Then it's Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman disappeared when they benched Matt Ryan and hasn't really, I won't say he's come back because he hasn't come back to what he was prior to the Matt Ryan benching. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, what I'm assuming is Christian Watson and Christian Kirk. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the flames of Christian Watson. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. I don't think that uh, Trayvon Dix you know, follows him. And honestly, I don't like care. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're, 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 they're weak in the slot. It's probably a high scoring game. Ayuk, I don't hate. Um, I like Ayuk probably, I think, more than Brad does. I like Ayuk a lot. And uh, last week with Debo going down, we saw a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he still only had three targets last week. And uh, he did turn it into 50, you know, 57 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Um, 
So I still like Ayuk over Pittman in that one. Um, make sure you uh, make sure you subscribe. Let us know if you have any questions. Appreciate you checking in, man. Um, the other guy that's jumped up is Travis Etienne's up ten spots. I uh, know he's really had kind of a three part season. Did not look good early in the season. James Robinson looked like he was back, and Travis Etienne was not doing his thing. Then Travis Etienne was on fire, and Brad and I talked about. We probably need to slow down this uh, workload on a 210 you know, ten pound running back, and then yep. next thing you know, he's he's hurt, and he's he's almost unstartable this week. And so uh, against the Cowboys, people are going to start him. I think I am starting him in, in Scott Fishbowl, but um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, and uh, he's getting the snap counts, and he's getting the is it PPR, Mike? For me, if it's PPR, I'm going Allen. If it's uh, not PPR, I'm going Watson. Yeah, I don't think it matters for me. I talked a little bit earlier about how I'm I'm lowering my expectations for Keenan Allen this week uh, in their matchup. So I'm I'm going to go with Christian Watson here. Keeping with the the risers, Josh Jacobs up nine spots from twenty one to twelve. Um, if it was up to me, he'd be higher. Um, I love Josh Jacobs, and I can't wait to see what he does next year. And if he's on the uh, Raiders, that's fine. He looks good. If he's on another team, it's fine too. I mean, Josh Jacobs is just a very good running back. He's good at pass catching, and he's a lot of tread on the tires because you remember back in college, he was barely used over in Alabama. So I, I like him a lot. And you can see what if he finally gets used correctly, now that John Gruden's out, he's a baller. If he'd been doing this for four years, he'd be the RB1. Um, so Miles Sanders, he's jumped up, and, and he's someone – I see him at eight at ECR this week. People are really liking Miles Sanders this week. He's up six spots. He's a free agent next year. He's interesting. I think he may have earned his way back into the Philly backfield next year. We'll see. Um, notoriously, they've not, you know, um, Howie has not spent a lot of draft capital on running backs, but they got a whole lot of picks next year. A lot of people are mocking BJ Robinson, B. John Robinson to the Eagles in the first round. They have two first round picks next year, but I, don't, I can't remember the last time the Eagles drafted a first round running back and Howie Roseman has never. Um, Biggest fallers. We'll take a guess who the biggest faller is. The biggest faller, Javante Williams. He's on the list. Another big faller. Another big faller. Derrick Henry. Nope. No. Um. Let's just say during the trade deadline, the team tried to trade him. Nobody made a move. Tried to trade the running back at the deadline. I don't know. Cam Akers. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah Akers, he wouldn't even been on my mind, I guess. Cam Akers that. went from RB16 to RB39. He's down 23 spots, and that's probably being nice. Chase Edmonds went from RB35 to RB57. I put Edmonds on this list. I think he's a good case study. If you see a running back that has not done anything for seven years and gets, the, gets a contract to be the starting running back somewhere, don't go crazy all over him. I'll see you, Mike. Chase Edmonds, he is a good Robin. He is not Batman. In Arizona, he never had more than 13 carries in a game. There's a reason for that. He never had more than five red zone touches. There's a reason for that. And uh, he's on the IR. Najee Harris, he's went from RB2. The RB 16, 14 spots difference. 
People were a little nervous last year based on the inefficiencies. He did not look good as a runner. A lot of that was put on Ben. A lot of that was put on the offensive line. He started this year off with a little bit of a foot injury. He had a he had a uh, um, plantar fasciitis in his foot, and so um, he had a steel plate in there. It was not looking good. But since the plate's been removed, he's been okay. He looks better. Then he got banged up a little bit, and then um, as far as you know, Najee. He's he's outside of the RB twelve, and he's he's gonna be twenty five next year. Elijah Mitchell down thirteen spots, probably falling even further since this article was written. Antonio Gibson thirteen spots down. He went from RB twenty six to RB thirteen. He's someone that could be going down even further. He is someone that is still on Washington next year. He's not a yeah. free agent next year, um, and if he's still there, it's gonna go even worse. If he finds his way on another roster, it'll be helping him out. Um. Damian Harris, he dropped 11 spots. Went from RB29 to RB40. He's another one. When you see somebody like him, Fournette, and Connor, they're just very, like, touchdown heavy. They're, like, the regression's going to happen. Harris was something Drake is the prime example for that, right? Arizona had, like, 16 touchdowns, goes to Vegas, and dies. Yep. Right, so. This is is another one where, all right, so this, I'm going to have to read the article on this one. So, September ADP 28. For uh, Claude Rizalaire, that he's now he's RB thirty six in ECR. He's down twelve spots in the first weeks of the season. Claude Rizalaire managers were pulling muscles, doing victory laps as he was RB four overall. Brad and I were screaming for everyone to sell based on hyper efficiency and touchdown production. His snap percentages over those four weeks were 39, 44, 44, and fifty six. Since then, we have seen his snaps go down and the production continue to fall. He has 20.8 PPR fantasy points since week four. He has missed some time doing an injury. His value is tanked. We'll talk about him later. Clyde Rizalaire is just one of those guys where people drafted landing spot over talent and are having nightmares still four years later. <laughs> yeah, they are. Leonard Fournette, he went from RB22 to RB29, seven spots. He's continuing to drop. J.K. Dobbins, he went from RB15 to RB22. He's dropping down. And so last week, he had the big game. I'm one of the guys that saw him run and said, that does not look right. That did not look right. His left leg, like he was doing the stanky leg or something, his left leg was not moving right. But the next play, got a touchdown. I mean, I thought he was re-injured. It looked like a Madden situation where the guy, you know, Greg Jennings, Yep. Yeah, like it just it yep. did not look right. And uh, you know, he's down seven spots. Before this article was written, he did not have that play. That play and him playing this weekend was after this article was written. So he might jump up a little bit, but I don't think he's gonna jump he, up. His too much. his ECR is currently 24, RB 24 in Dynasty. So honorable mentions, uh Brees Halls went up three spots, Nick Chubb up two spots, Devin Singletary up two. James Conner down six, Joe Mixon down six, Michael Carter down five, Ezekiel Elliott down five, Mike, uh, David Montgomery down five, Javante Williams down five, and DeAndre Swift down five spots. Yep. All right. I looked at this a little bit differently, right? So I've got two guys. I've got one riser, one faller I want to go through real quick. I tend to try to be a little bit more predictive of the market, right? I don't want to wait for ECR to tell me, oh, my guy's actually worth less than what he was two weeks ago. I want to be ahead of that curve a little bit, right? 
first example is going to be J.K. Dobbins, right? You just talked about J.K. Dobbins being a faller, and he has. He got came back from that ACL, didn't look good, re-injured it. He just came back a couple weeks ago. Look, Dynasty ECR is RB24. He is my RB13 right now. It is a buy, buy, buy situation. Go try to get J.K. Dobbins based on his current Dynasty ADP and use that to your advantage. Say, hey, look, here's where it looks like these guys, you know, I've got so an Aaron Jones and he's being drafted around the same ECR, actually a little bit higher than J.K. Dobbins. So I'm going to give you Aaron Jones plus a little bit because of the age difference in Dynasty. I'm going to go Aaron Jones plus a little bit to get to obtain J.K. Dobbins because I think you need to be ahead of the market before it starts to get expensive. And that drives me right into my dynasty faller, which is Aaron Jones. I used him as the example. His current ECR is uh, dynasty RB20. I have him all the way down at 25 already, five spots down. And he's most likely over the course of the next few days when I do some readjustment of the rankings, he's going to fall even lower. And I think now is the time to get out, if at all possible. Look, his contract does not make it the greatest thing in the world or the greatest situation in the world for Aaron Jones. Look, the Packers could save $11 million if they move on from Aaron Jones next season. And that's not including a $7 million roster bonus that would be due to him at some point in time before next season. Sometime in March or April, I think, is when roster bonuses are due. So the Packers could save $18 million by moving on from Aaron Jones. They've got A.J. Dillon in the wings. The team has some volatility with Aaron Rodgers and what they're doing with there. He just turned 28 years old. This is a guy to get out from under. So if I can build the narrative of, hey, I'm going to give you the Dynasty RB20 in Aaron Jones plus a, plus a late second or an early third for J.K. Dobbins, who is currently the Dynasty ECR ADP RB24, you're getting huge amounts of value. I'm taking the risk off your hands. I'm smashing that move every single day. So you got to be ahead of these ECRs a little bit. You can't react to them because at that point in time, it's too late. You're not going to be able to play that market at all. So try to get out from underneath Aaron Jones as the RB20 and try to obtain J.K. Dobbins as the RB24 right now. Yeah, it's... uh. There's there's definitely going to be a changing of the guard. A lot of these running backs, you know, Derrick Henry is older. Austin Eckler is older. Dalvin Cook is older. Alvin Kamara. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that are getting towards their later stages. And if you haven't played Dynasty Fantasy Football before, it's tough. So when you, yeah. when you play Dynasty Football for the first time, it is a complete reprogramming of your brain because – Instead of going running backs early, you should go receivers early. And next thing you know, these running backs. And so I look at fantasy football, I look at football so much different now that I play dynasty because I'm like, he's 27 years old running back. Like he's old. Like He's dead to me. Yeah. Like that's just like for me when I first started that that was crazy. And so, um, you know, you have to adapt to those things. I still love running backs. Can't ignore the position. Um, But we talked about it just a second ago. It is a volatile position. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, two summers ago, I made a trade that I will never forget. I traded Cam, I traded for Cam Akers in two leagues in the same week. 
I traded the 103 for Cam Akers, straight up. And then I traded two first-rounders for Cam Akers. It was, I think it was two lates. Um, a week later, he ruptured his Achilles. And my dynasty teams haven't been the same since. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's been tough. And yeah. so that stuff happens. So- Everything is this just just fantasy football dynasty adds that volatility to it, right? Not that I'm trying to one up you in how shitty of a trade I can make in the grand scheme of things, but I moved Joe Mixon two years ago for Kenyon Drake on his coming off of his 15 touchdown season in Arizona and Kenny Galladay, who was going into free agency, looks like a thousand-yard, double-digit touchdown guy in Detroit. I'm thinking, I'm destroying this trade. And here I am two years later, I can, I'm going to have to drop Kenny Galladay. Like, there's no. nothing. Kenyon Drake, I had already dropped. Like We, we, don't, we don't say that name in this house. It's just, it's just bad. Yeah, yeah, you got the brunt of that, I guess, as a yeah, Giants th- fan. Yeah, that right? man stole a lot of money from the, the Giants, and... Dave Gettleman uh, was just retired right after he signed that man <laughs> to a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oof. Um, right. Oof. Well, that's all you I, can say sometimes. Yeah. That's why you I, can't beat yourself up over some of these trades because so many things are kind of outside of your control that if you look at it and it's bad process, then that's one thing. But if you look at it and you're like, oh, who would have thought that? Kenny Dolliday turned into whatever issue there was between him and Joe Judge uh, initially, uh, and then it transferred into Brian DeBall uh, not giving him play time. And I, it just, yeah, Kenyon Drake, I should have seen the writing on the wall. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was bad news bears. So before we go, I'm going to go through the Ken Walker sit-start thread again. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Hit us up at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. Ken Walker and Travis Etienne is currently 50-50. Ken Walker, 44. Alvin Kamara, 56. Ken Walker, 67. DeAndre Swift, 33. Ken Walker, 62. Zonovan Knight, 38. Ken Walker, 81. Don- David Montgomery, 19. Can, think- can we add, can, can you talk to me? Because I'm the complete opposite on the David Montgomery side. I, I think David Montgomery I has saw him on, on our, your question earlier. And yeah, so- there, was, there was some question in our Discord about it. Like, I feel like that's a little bit of a different situation because your Philly hasn't been great against the run, right? And when you have a guy like Justin Fields, that adds a dynamic to your run game and get, is going to give David Montgomery more running lanes than what normal running backs are going to get up against Philadelphia Eagles. So I just feel like that volume's there. The targets are going to be there because nobody else really to take them away from him. Um, but... When you look at Kenneth Walker, like he, there's only been one game that Kenneth Walker really got heavily targeted, right? Other than that, I think the most targets he's got were two. And coming so off of a foot injury against a monster rush defense, like that's that's a very scary situation right now. So David Montgomery is currently RB26 in ECR. Um Here's the issue. He doesn't get targeted when Justin Fields plays. And so running rushing quarterbacks do two things. They they take goal line attempts from the running backs. That is massive. So he takes them away and then they don't target the they don't target the running backs. So David Montgomery, I mean the last the, 3 games he's had 4 4 and 5 targets. Has Justin Fields played all 4 games? All 3 games? The last 3? He's played the last 3, hasn't he? 
He was out. No, he wasn't out for three games. Justin Fields definitely played the games where he had one, zero, three, two, and one. He missed one of those three games. Okay. One of and those so, three games. Yeah. But he, the other games, Justin Fields played all the games this season other than that yeah. one game. And well, yeah, but there's that that point in time in the season where the Chicago Bears finally changed what they were trying to do, too. Khalil right? Herbert got hurt. Yeah. Um, and David, <laughs> David Montgomery is also questionable. Uh, David Montgomery's questionable as well. And Khalil Herbert mm. might come back this season. So the last three weeks, he's been much better. 21 points, 14 points, 16 points. The weeks before that, 5-5 five, five, and 8. Yep, yep. So, it, it you know, depending on what side you're on, you kind of might want to look at the the narrative a little differently. You know, if yeah. you're, if you're uh, you know, but his his attempts have been good. His attempts Only- have been good. He's gotten more targets. I feel like ever since they changed and said, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna let Justin Fields do some running," he's looked better in more games than he looked bad. Right? He's produced more fantasy points than he hasn't. Yeah, and it's just it has been an up and down season. Like he's put three yeah. nice games together, but before that, I know we're staring at the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Three bad ones. One okay one. Then a bad one. Then a good yep. one. Then a really bad one. 1.1 points against Houston. The hell? And 15.68. So, I don't know. He's RB21 on the uh, sleeper as far as what they got him at. So, yep. I have Montgomery, and he's in a question He's a question situation for me because I have I have Saquon or him or Zonovan Knight or Antonio Gibson. I just yep. I have a whole bunch of tight a bunch of running backs, but I don't know which one to, to start. I got, you know, I got some time to figure it out. But uh, for me, that's where it is. And ETN, yes, he hasn't got a whole lot of targets. Um, not ETN. Ken Walker hasn't got a whole lot of targets. Um, and he's had a couple bad weeks. So you're picking a player that's coming off injury, that's cold against the bad, bad offense, and you have David Montgomery. So I know it sounds like by the argument that I'm, I'm uh, Walker over Montgomery, and I'm actually not. I have David Montgomery at 28. I have Ken Walker at 29. So, um, and it was because the internet went out. I didn't move them up. Count them all one higher because I'm moving Damian Pierce behind both of them. Um, but that's that's where I'm at. And yep. so I just, uh, I like David Montgomery, but he's more of a flex play. Yeah, it's and- interesting because the last two years, really, we've seen David Montgomery just beast it at the end of the season because it gets cold and he's a hell of a runner with volume. When this guy gets volume, he's, he's not Nick Chubb, but that's what you tend to see. He starts to wear guys down because he's that bigger running back. You know, he's 225 pounds. He's a bowling ball, right? This guy starts to hit you by the fourth quarter when it's cold out on top of that. You don't want to get hit by David Montgomery anymore. You don't want to tackle him anymore. So if they can get him the volume, I feel like these next three weeks could be really helpful for you as a David Montgomery owner. Well, he's really selling that David Montgomery. I am, uh, man. Yeah. David Montgomery misses Thursday's practice due to illness, not injury. Yeah. Right. Illness sounds like he was dealing with a non-COVID-related injury, but he did miss practice. I I, I like Montgomery. Um, I do know about the stretch. Um and he's got a pretty decent uh, season, uh, pretty decent um, schedule the rest of the season. 
Um, I mean, he's got that game against Buffalo next week, which is not not really a great one I want to be in uh, involved in. But I think this week against Philly is good. And then I think Detroit um, in the cold, I just think the volume is going to be there for him, even though we talked about Detroit's uh, defense being. Hey, week 18 looks good against Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's actually not a good schedule. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, yeah. It's actually not a good schedule. No. Um, and Philly's gotten better since they got Jordan Davis back and they yep. have, you know, Nadamakan Sue and Linval Joseph. So all right. Well, hey, it's uh it's time to get out of here. Time to go win some championships. Brad, any last words of wisdom before we get out of here? Cheers and good luck. All right, good luck this season. Good luck this good luck this week. <laughs>